Welcome to Authentic Health Fridays on The Jason Wright Show. This segment empowers you to reclaim control over your well-being and live a life aligned with your body's natural design. I am thrilled to guide you through insightful conversations and practical advice, all geared towards helping you achieve the vibrant and balanced life you deserve. In this dynamic series, we have the privilege of tapping into the expertise of a true visionary in the field of health and wellness, Dr. Gus Vickery, the founder of Authentic Health, located in the scenic heart of Asheville, North Carolina, is more than just a renowned author and speaker. He's a beacon of wisdom in the world of precision medicine and integrated health. Each episode, Dr. Vickery will be your trusted companion on a journey to unlock the secrets of authentic health. Drawing from his extensive knowledge and expertise, he'll share invaluable tools, tips, and information to guide you in understanding your body's unique needs and embracing the principles of precision medicine. Here we are on another Authentic Health Friday, Dr. Gus, with new technology, taking a big risk here, but we're always trying to improve the Authentic Fridays, always in all ways. I've heard that somewhere. And okay. so hopefully this will be really good. And uh, that's good. So you're back from Fort Worth, spoke at a conference on, uh, what was it, stem cell regeneration? I had, I had two topics that we merged into one talk about optimizing body okay. repair after injury or surgery. And one was bioregulatory peptides, which I know you like mm -hmm. to talk about. And the other was uh, stem the whole stem cell system of body repair and how we can improve the health of our bone marrow and improve the function of our bone marrow using botanical agents to maximize stem cell availability in the body. Sometime cool. I want to do an episode on stem cells and what is happening. And I haven't talked about that in a long time. As a matter of fact, um, Clay Williams, who's a urologist, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he loves to talk stem cells. And um, I, I want to talk about that sometime with you. And we need, we probably, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do an episode good. on it. It's it's, it's really cool. And there's, and again, well, for the average listener who might not think about, okay, I'm going to go travel somewhere and pay $20,000 and get stem cells. A lot of them may actually benefit from that as opposed to a surgery or something. There's a very practical conversation around protecting your bone marrow and maintaining maximal stem cells in circulation that doesn't involve that type of price tag. And so that's what we should do. And that's what I was really talking about at the conference. In fact, it, it ties into this conversation today that we're going to be having about optimizing recovery of the body, recovery from stress of any sort. If I can, I, it's okay if I can't, but it just dawned on me. If I can share my screen, I'll show you a short 30 second video that it will blow, it'll blow everybody's mind in terms of the power of stem I would love cells, to. if Let's we can. See. Yeah, see if we can, if we can share. Let's see, and share mine. I'm gonna see if mine will allow me to share. Is there a, a tab show stats? Hide yourself. Hide yourself. Contain video. No, maybe not. I'd have to figure out maybe how to get it to you. It's really cool. It basically it it shows a rodent heart uh, stripped by through digestive enzymes, and then as that rodent's own stem cells are reinjected into uh, it shows the heart literally restructuralized in front of you. Like oh, wow. Out, and it shows the power of stem cells. Yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to try it. Let me see here. I think I can just share my screen from here. We'll figure this out. See, that's the problem with new technology, man. Well, I want to see that mm -hmm. at some point. All right. So let's get into recovery. Um, 
I need some tips right now because I tell you what, since I've done this six weeks or two or eight weeks to still fit thing, I'm definitely, I, I'm slower to recover. I can feel it. I wake up every morning with a just a, a good little ache. I mean, I like a little bit of ache, right? But definitely could use some more recovery. And also from, but I think that we're probably going to go into more than just physical recovery from stress because there's all sorts of stressors that we endure on a day-to-day basis. So where should we start now that we've had these episodes leading up to, you know, how we can positively stress our bodies? Uh, how do we recover from some of that stress in a, the most effective way, guys? That sounds good. And remembering that, and we'll cover some of this in this episode, but what we didn't get into are some of the more popular areas of hormesis, like cold exposure. Um, But I will tell you that I don't consider cold exposure actually a recovery tool. I know people are fond of ice baths and applying ice, and it will reduce swelling. But the truth is that it's not not technically going to accelerate healing of the body. In fact, it's a form of stress on the body. It can reduce inflammation and help you feel better, but it can actually blunt the normal adaptive responses you're trying to get to heal an injury or to get a response to exercise. So I do consider it a great hormetic stressor for many purposes, and we could do a whole episode just on how to use cold for weight loss, stress resiliency, and all different reasons and improving dopamine, but it's not in the category. So what we're going to do is walk through from top to bottom the uh, general strategies that can be used. And what I want to do is make sure we cover the basics things that everybody can do, um, including certain therapeutics that they may want to include in the repertoire. And then we'll move into some of the fun biohacking forms that are also highly effective that might require the listener to want to take another step, go a little bit deeper into this, but could be well worth it. Um, so that's okay. I might just start with like a real quick what do we, why do we need to think about recovery and what are the basics of that? I think that's a perfect place to start. And one thing I know you'll get into. So just so folks know, one of the things that I think that most people that I talk to now that are wearing aura rings and whoop straps has to do with recovery, which I think is interesting because the mm-hmm. recovery is something that from a biometric standpoint in particular, we did not talk about, you know, is three, four years ago. It just wasn't, it never got brought up. So again, for the listener, just to kind of bring this home to something, you're like, oh, wait, okay, yeah, I wear a whoop strap. If you don't wear one, a lot of the people, especially like professional athletes and stuff, uh, Bobby Stroop, who is Patrick Mahomes' uh, strength and agility coach, has been since he was in high school. He's a he's a good friend, and, and Bobby is a big believer in the whoop strap. He has Patrick wear one on his bicep when he plays, not so much for monitoring his heart rate and calorie burn and steps. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is getting all of the physical fitness he needs, but he wants to see how he's recovered so that he can better train him according to some of that recovery the next day. So recovery, huge, huge, hugely important these days. So just a little, a little bit more of a tee up before you get us rolling, Gus. So with that, all you. Yeah, and I love the technology. We talked about it last week, heart rate variability. I think it's an incredibly powerful tool. It changed my life when I learned to use some of the deeper metrics of HRV. Um, and for the average person who's never learned to listen to their body, doesn't understand the signals it's sending it, those are phenomenal tools. Like, And for a professional athlete, obviously, whose performance is their paycheck on the field. Um, but you know, once you've retrained your what's called interoception and you can kind of read your nervous system you know you don't necessarily have to monitor all of that your body will tell you you'll know 
just by getting a sense of your unresting heart rate, your you know sense of awareness, alertness, soreness, and other things when it's time to rest and when it's not. Because I I'm such a fan and have been for seven eight years obsessing over it, and yet for the last half a year I haven't even looked at those metrics any longer, and yet pretty much know where my body is and where it stands and when it needs support and when it's good to go. Um, but it's critical because there's all these stressors and we've talked about a lot of them, both emotional and cognitive stressors and then physical stressors and the stressors we volunteer for like intensive exercise, strength training, CrossFit and others. All of these are ways of actually creating, uh, uh, you know, some damage to the body in some way, shape or form. It's minor damage, it's helpful damage, and it creates adaptive responses that can build, make us more resilient, robust, and healthy over the long haul. And so it's really, really good for us. Yet the body has this entire orchestra of repair systems that go to work to help us recover. Now, the lion's share of that takes place during sleep, which is why we'll briefly touch on sleep. We'll be doing entire episodes on sleep, but we'll briefly touch on sleep because that's your most powerful recovery tool is effective sleep, which I know has improved for you, which might be part of why I've just noticed this countenance on you just looking a little bit different is that you're sleeping Well, better. you know what? So I went from that one day that I was so excited, audience, I was so excited about my sleep score that I shared it with my, my doctor. And the next day, dude, had like one of the lowest scores ever. I'm kind of trending a little bit back up again, but at least I, I have, here's what's increased a lot, Gus is my my REM sleep has really gone up but that that mm -hmm. deep sleep last night I think both of them kind of sucked last night but I had that 180 score and it and I did and it went and it plummeted but now it's climbing back up so I actually meant to talk to you about that I was like I should I jinxed myself by showing you that good score yeah. well no I was happy it shows you that the body has that yeah. potential again that it'll get there and it is a process it's reclimbing the mountain and of course, the first thing I would ask about when you say, I feel like I'm not recovering as well would be your yeah. sleep quality. That's always where I'm going to start. But the body has to repair from these stressors. It has to recover. If it doesn't, it breaks down. We get injured. We get sick. Uh, it affects our immune system. It affects our stress axis, our hormonal stress axis. Eventually, it affects our sex hormones, our growth hormone. There's no doubt that recovery is critical. That's why the body has these complex, amazing systems for self-repair and recovery. And... It's part of why God knocks us out for anywhere from seven to nine hours a night, um, which is a total act of faith, by the way, to allow yourself to go to sleep because you are totally helpless in deep sleep. You're completely vulnerable. And uh, it's a great blessing for God to just let us check out and let him run the world for eight <laughs> hours, you know. Um, and if we don't honor that, then we, we will break down. Most of the really uber successful high performers that uh, come to work with me or typically they're athletic, they're highly successful in their professional lives. They're hard chargers, um, great people, really admire them, but the vast majority of them are undervaluing recovery. The reason is that most people who begin working with me are probably over 50s, might be in the 40s, but what's happened is they haven't done the proper accounting that they have, you know, for age. Um, the bottom line is that up until 30, our body is in generally a pretty powerful repair, recover, grow. You know, we have all of our potentials available to us. And then right around 30, many things just start falling off at a pretty steep slope, including available stem cells, which we'll talk about at some point. Like it's just like, and if you go back and look at a, um, uh, you know, a timetable of lifespans across the continents, well, you'll see, I've got a slide that illustrates this that I would be able to show as well, that essentially for as long as we can measure at lifespans, 
which, you know, we don't, aren't able to really look at 10,000 BC, but it's kind of on there as an estimate. Uh, all, you know, for thousands of years up until the late 1800s, the average lifespan was 30 years old. Now that does, you know, obviously it's skewed by neonatal mortality and things of that sort. So yeah, you had people in your tribe who were living to 50 and maybe even 60. Uh, but generally speaking, 30 good years is what we expected to get out of our body, even though it was capable of going much longer, further down the road and staying healthy. And so once you get over 30, if you're not actually prioritizing recovery, almost like double the recovery to the amount of intensity of stress, you're breaking yourself down and you're going to pay a price for it eventually. Now, that doesn't mean you can't maintain a heavier workout schedule and push yourself in life. It means you have to get smart about recovery. Right? You have to actually use extra tools. And you, there's points to also where your body just says, dude, you just got to rest, right? Like you got to give me a break. And, uh, you know, we know from periods of human history and war and famine, we can go along the way down the road under intensive stress and maintain high uh, abilities for performance and resiliency. That's how incredibly well engineered these human systems are. But it's they're not really designed. There's a price, price we pay for that at some point. And we, when we talked about hormesis, purposely interjecting those stressors into our life in a way that's balanced is awesome because we get the benefits of all that without the beatdown and breakdown that follows. So recovery is critical. And for every decade, every 30, you've got to spend even more time thinking about recovery if you want to maintain your performance. Those high performers typically come in and we measure hormonal downregulation. They look like beasts, but they actually have low testosterone and low growth hormone. It's just a matter of time until you start seeing the changes in their body, because that'll follow a while, a while later. They also have significant nutrient stress going on with the non-available nutrients, and especially in the B vitamins, essential fatty acids. They have evidence of mitochondrial impairment, despite the fact that they're performing at a high level at CrossFit, and they typically have elevations in inflammatory cytokines and oxidative stress. Their motor has been running hot for too long, and we actually have to build a, a program to one, really introduce the extra tools we'll talk about today to help their bodies. But two, I have to talk them into more time just in a state of relative rest. Now that might mean walks, nice seven mile walk in the woods instead of an hour of like beating your body up in a gym or something. So it doesn't mean sitting on a couch. And I get resistance. They really struggle because their brains are entrained to, oh my gosh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I can relate to that. I doubt you can, no, Jason. No. Um, and but, but once they get there and they experience that rebalancing of the nervous system, like we talked about last time, one, they experience a much greater sense of calmness and well-being and contentment and uh, better control over their mind. Two, they, we start seeing that health data fall into place. Heart rate variability goes up. And then their performance in gym and in their professional life, et cetera, go, accelerates, right? They start reaching new potentials all because now they're actually letting the body fully recover and then they push in hard again. So it's just critical this piece like most people who start with me actually this is what we have to start with is the recovery part not the oh let's just go ahead and dig into all the performance enhancers the sick people we have to restore systems uh already balanced people we can just kind of move into optimization and enhancement but uh, the high performers we actually have to do a whole lot of recovery work and then we can begin to layer in the next steps and they're usually shocked when they see the data that demonstrates that's the real state. I remember one of the things that Ben Greenfield, he, when I first started listening to him, he talked about a lot was back during his uh, natural bodybuilding days, how essentially 
he would get himself down to something like three percent body fat and he would be jacked look beautiful mm -hmm. but had zero libido no energy dehydrated just such stress on his body and then now that he's gotten older and i guess ben is probably like i think maybe five years younger than i am and he I think he turned 40 in the last oh, okay. year. Okay, so he's even more young. He's even younger than I thought he was. Yeah. And he really prioritizes his recovery now, not just from the standpoint of not pushing his body too hard for too long, but it is because we're so much more susceptible to injury. And he's really interested mm -hmm. in, obviously, like all of us should be, living a an injury-free life. And, and that's kind of where I am. I was going through a spell, you know, where I would just – rush my my goal is to crush a thousand calories by 6 a.m every morning you know so i was doing so much cardio a lot of plyometrics and just wearing my body down and i showed you that picture a few easters ago where i look like a i look like a sick patient man i look terrible mm -hmm. and whenever i backed off that and got much more strategic with really being mindful of getting proper recovery and then not pushing myself beyond what was absolutely necessary because you do get to a point of diminishing returns it's made a world of difference in how i feel but both from an achy joints and uh just kind of strained muscles and and just feeling better and looking better standpoint now that i really value recovery it's, it's been a game changer for me yeah i'll commonly see this is a common problem that pops up in the over 50 males who are like serious athletes who constantly put performance especially the endurance ones they go they develop chronic atrial fibrillation at the heart it's really common and they've got very healthy coronary arteries they've got healthy pumps but the stress has created an electrical irritability to the heart and now they're back in and out of afib which increases stroke risk and they have to take a blood thinner and sometimes they have to go for ablation so there's all these ways the body you know will eventually crack you if you don't begin to pay attention earlier and uh and really take care of this so this to me is any of us really over 30 but especially over 40 this is where the money is on living the longer healthier life um most of the people i work with i don't have to to give them a lot of motivation to get into the gym or do the other things that they're going to do um but getting them to balance rest and when i think about it through a spiritual lens you know god emphasizes over and over again rest rest i need you to rest it's in you know it's in rest that your deliverance comes right it's over and over again he's not impressed by our strength right he's not he does want us to engage in life he wants us to test our bodies he wants us to be ready for the battles of the life that we'll face and and to not just be checked out and sitting around and the, you know the bible's very clear about sloth and laziness and things of that sort ultimately the main problem we have in our society even among people who aren't healthy is over demand on their system and not trusting him around that idea of rest and he creates the most strength and the most power and the most sort of life transformation that impacts others from those who have chosen first to rest in him and to operate to work out of rest rather than resting from their work and so for me it's just an operative spiritual principle it's a truth that just that i know from what i've observed in human systems and all the good work i get to do it's, it's just a truth, right? It is absolutely, it's a biological truth, I believe, rooted in a spiritual truth. One of the things that, uh, along these lines, that really hit home with me, Jim Lair, who is a world-famous sports psychologist, he 
sold his uh and he's he, he became famous by training um tennis professionals uh jim courier pete sampras though that monica sellis i think was a client and then that's gone on to where uh the johnson and johnson human performance center i think actually acquired his his uh, academy and he wrote the book the uh the power of intense focus i think is what it is and he is always telling his athletes it's about energy management not time management and this is one of the things he mm -hmm. really he really hones in on and he talks about how all professional athletes they have a season of rest they have an off season they do not play year round for a reason and he said but we and to your point most of us who like me that are stay at home athletes you know i'm an at home athlete which mm -hmm. you know is someone i'm never going to compete but I don't have an off season unless I implement one. Uh, it goes year round. And when you train really hard, if you're not careful, you're never getting that off season. You're not, never getting that rest. And so therefore you never have the power of that intense, restored focus and energy all at once to really perform when you need to. It dilutes and you're aching, you're prone to injury otherwise. And so it's just a it's a it was a great kind of wake up for me to realize that not only what we're talking about today being important from the standpoint of longevity and just better recovery but it also helps with energy management so that when the time comes that you are working out when you are in deep concentration we are doing deep work that you have more energy during those times because you've taken the time to recover appropriately yeah. and uh their life is going to throw stuff at us occasionally that requires us to sprint full on, right? In all ways. <laughs> in all, all, all ways and all ways. <laughs> yes. Um, and if we don't take advantage of those opportunities, God gives us for rest. Those, those periods of life where he says, hey, I, it's okay. You can, everything's in order and allow our minds and emotions and spirits and bodies to rest. And we're really going to struggle when we have to sprint in a sustained way. So, it all makes sense. You know, Roger Federer, one of his interviews, I remember they were, and he was, this was as he was approaching the tail end of the peak of his career. And so he was an older guy compared to the guys he was playing. And he was approaching, I think the U.S. Open, it may have been Wimbledon, and they were asking him about his evening routines. He's like, I sleep. And they're like, well, what did it mean? It was 10 hours a night. I try to sleep 10 hours a night at these tournaments. So he understood, right? Like going and working on his, watching performance videos or whatever wasn't going to help him perform better the next day in the tournament. What was going to help him perform better was to go sleep 10 hours because of the level of demand he was putting on his body. And uh, frankly, I find the same thing. We shouldn't sleep 10 hours a night throughout our life. Most of us don't require that amount of sleep. There's studies showing it's harmful for us. But we're when I'm full on and I'm just going to be hard pressed for several weeks, I will go sleep at least nine a night. And if I end up sleeping 10, so be it. I'll give myself the opportunity and... It really makes it, you know, you feel a whole lot better. I do think if you slept 10 hours every night, unless you have some type of condition that requires that, you're going to eventually develop a lot of fatigue issues and start really struggling because there is a time, as the proverb says, to get out of bed. But uh, the, uh, and that moves right in. Like, okay, what, are, what does this mean then? Let's stop talking about all of this stuff. Let's just move right into how do I recover? And I'm going to start with the basics. And because we cover the basics in so many of these other discussions around nutrition, we're not going to go deep. But Jason, I'll let you stop and ask the questions. But I know that the listeners probably want to hear some of the really cool stuff that may they may have heard of or not heard of that can like next level recovery. Always remembering that the next level stuff doesn't work if you haven't tended to the basics, right? Like if you can't 
neglect the basics of recovery, nutrition and sleep and things of that sort, and then hope that a peptide or an adaptogen is going to bail you out. Like you've got to do the basics and then the next, the next levels can accelerate recovery and allow you to push in harder and more frequently if you wish. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. So we've already mentioned it and we'll just say it one more time. Sleep. Sleep is your number one recovery tool. During sleep at night, your body has a number of processes it wants to accomplish and it takes you offline to do it. In a general way, what is it doing? Well, one, the brain is detoxing. It's clearing out all the metabolic byproduct and accumulated stress. And it's resetting the mitochondria and replenishing cell membranes, draining what's called the lymphatic system and just getting a hard reboot. And that's happening during deep sleep and then to some extent during REM and for different purposes. So there's that aspect. But also at night, your brain is secreting hormones, especially like growth hormone. Most of your growth hormone is produced at night. What is growth hormone? Well, it's a lot of things, but it is primarily in adults a recovery and repair hormone. It allows tissues, muscles, connective tissue in the body to recover from the stressors of the day and get healthy again. So we've got hormonal responses during sleep. We've got cellular responses that are all designed to help our mind and body recover and take on the next day. So number one is sleep. We'll do entire episodes of sleep. So I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time talking about how to optimize sleep today, but just know that's your number one recovery tool. Uh, if you couldn't do anything else that we're talking about, then just get your sleep. Get sufficient restorative sleep. If you're not sure about your sleep, that's where whoop straps, Garmin watches, and uh, Aura rings come in and are awesome because you may find out that, and this happens a lot for patients, that they're sleeping eight hours a night, uh, but they're only getting maybe cumulatively one hour of actual restorative sleep, which is the combination of deep and REM sleep. And you should be getting, as a benchmark, at least three hours between the two, hour and a half of each, possibly even split. Most of the time it won't be that. The body will favor what it needs. So it might end up being an hour of deep and two hours of REM. And sometimes the ratios may be even more skewed. But typically, as a minimum, you want to see about three hours total of restorative sleep during your sleeping window. More is better, right? But as we age, we are slower to concentrate those restorative sleep periods, which means we actually need longer in bed to get to that total equivalent that we need. And you, and we'll, when we get into the sleep episode, we'll talk about how you can look at that data and know, well, is it, do I need to go to bed earlier? Do I need to stay in bed a little longer? Do I need to support my body with, you know, various uh, botanicals or melatonin or whatever to help it do better? But sleep is number one. You've got to get restorative sleep or you won't recover. I can promise you if you don't consistently get restorative sleep over time, your body can handle sleep deficits. It's designed to do that, but not sustained over time. You will absolutely break down in every way a human system can break down. So that's step one. But then the next is nutrition. Right? Like, what does your body use to rebuild tissues, to repair, to like, take care of itself? Nutrients, right? amino acids, essential fatty acids, micronutrients. And we, cover, we went in detail on an episode on that and on protein. And soon we'll be doing a full fatty acid uh, detail as well because they're critical. If you're nutrient deficient or insufficient, your body can't repair itself. It's hamstrung. It'll repair the most important processes, but that's what it'll leave it at, you know? And, you know, for oftentimes what people will first notice is skin quality, nail, like fingernail, toenail quality and hair quality declines because those are tissues that could get a little sacrifice to detox and gut integrity and cardiac function and brain function and everything else. And so you have to maintain optimal available nutrients. It doesn't mean every day you got to take a thousand supplements. It means you need to make sure you're pulsing all nutrients into your body 
at a, a minimal effective dose over time. And we walked through micronutrients in another episode. I do want to emphasize those essential amino acids as a critical component. And then we'll talk about essential fatty acids another time. Now, B vitamins do get special mention here. Those of us who are really putting high demand on our system need more B vitamins. The whole spectrum, not just B12, not just folate. We need um, riboflavin, a lot of it typically. We need niacin more than what we're getting in our diet. We need pantothenic acid and we need, I mean, and we need biotin. And so I'm a big advocate of, of everyone taking a good quality B complex. And if you're a hard charger, you might be taking that twice a day. So those are critical. Before I move past sleep and nutrients, anything you want to say about the that? The only Jason? thing I want to say is that I learned during our molecule conversation is if you do take a B complex, I suggest taking it during the day and just whatever you do, because niacin, you're probably going to take it at night. Don't take those together. And if you're taking the, especially if you're taking the, uh, not, if you're not taking the flush free, which the better performer is the one that's not the not flush, right? So if you take the, the, the B-complex plus niacin, you might wake up in the middle of the night feeling like you've got a sunburn. That's the only thing I would contribute to the. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. And honestly, for the nicotinic acid, which is the form of niacin you would like to get, um, you can take higher doses of niacinamide, but it's not as effective, I don't believe. Um, for those of us, unless you're trying to manage a lipid issue or something called lipoprotein A, which would be a special episode where we get into preventative cardiology, um, you don't need the high dose niacin. Typically what you want is around 50 milligrams. And I, it's better if you could dose it multiple times a day, twice a day, three times a day, 50 milligrams, two or three times a day will boost NAD more than the expensive supplements touted to boost NAD because niacin is the base molecule. Plus it's involved in many other necessary processes. So I do that. I have a separate, my B complex does have a dose of uh, niacin, and then I'll use an extra dose sometime in the afternoon and sometimes in the evening. That those doses you won't flush. You won't. You won't. Notice and that. we. And just again, as a reminder, you can go back and look at our molecule episode. And I think, in it's the, um, is it the body composition handbook, the one where we you go into all of your different uh, molecule stacks? Yeah. Okay. So, if I remember, folks, I'm going to try my best to put another link. It's a free ebook, no charge to you whatsoever. That. Um, that Gus put together where you can, it's called the body composition handbook because it talks about if you're wanting to basically change your body composition, if you're metabolically challenged or whatever. And along with that, if you decide to do some extreme calorie cutting as part of that, then Gus goes into the supplementation to help make sure that you do not go into, if you're going to go into a calorie deficit, you don't want to go into a nutrition deficit at the same time. You, your body still needs those nutrients. And so it goes in depth into the molecules to help you support you during that body composition uh, transition. So a lot of the, the molecules that we're talking about right now, you can get a free book on how to apply those and also just so you'll have a kind of a catalog of them and what they do so just i'll throw this yeah and that's a and honestly the what we recommend in that stack is kind of like a base stack exactly. for everybody it's just the dosing is higher if you're going to use it as a food substitute while you're trying to lose body fat but otherwise it's really a base stack for everybody because you're Again, unless caveat, you're a regenerative farmer or part of a regenerative farming community and you know the soil that's been, the food's been growing, your food's just not going to provide you with these nutrients. And so you got to go ahead and take care of that yourself and then try to eat good quality food for the calories and maybe some of the extra protein you need. 
So, um, yeah, that is a great stack. Uh, and just in the future, of course, we're working right now on our authentic health web store that make it easy because I know it can be hard to look at six or seven different things and order them all and try to follow links and stuff. So we're going to create bundled stacks of these types of things. We'll have a recovery stack based on this episode. And you'll be able to just click that whole stack and order it. And we're going to make it easy for you. And hopefully that'll be coming early in 2020. Yeah. And just so we haven't really talked that much about, you guys have heard us kind of dance around this uh, authentic health and supplementation. Yes, we are opening a, an online store. And the, the the difference will be whenever the only things that we're going to sell, or it's not going to be just like a bodybuilding.com where we open up and we have just a, a wide variety of of a bunch of different molecules and supplements that you could go buy. That's not our idea. The idea is to have a complimentary store to this podcast and Gus's teaching and his training. It's a way for him to scale what he does in Asheville, which is if you go to see him for precision medicine and he puts you on a supplementation stack and protocol for you and your unique, your unique needs, you, you get that at the store. We want you to listen to this podcast and be able to go click a button and, and there you've got the stack and you know that you're taking it. And the better, the better part of it is, or I think the really added benefit is that you can listen to these episodes and you'll understand the why behind what you're taking, which I think is absolutely mm -hmm. so critical. You can literally listen to Dr. Gus talk to you about the supplement stack, the supplements you're going to be taking, and you'll know why you're taking as opposed to a, a fitness influencer that looks great, looks amazing, that works out all day, does nothing but be fit for a living, and then tell you, here, take my my supplement, and you have no idea why you're taking it. That's not what we're here for. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to have a complimentary business to what we're teaching on these uh, on the podcast. So, yeah, uh, be, be looking for that. We're really excited about it, and um, I'm glad you mentioned it, Gus. Yeah, and I just will back up and briefly say it because – Jason knows this, I, this work that I do, I get the privilege of looking into, you know, over the course of my career, tens of thousands of people. And now, uh, you know, hundreds of people looking at these deep data sets, the kinds that we review on this report and helping them map out their system. And as I do so, what I see is what is probably 90 to 95% of the population going to look like if I collected this data on you? What's it likely to look like based on the cross-section of people that I'm seeing? And then it hurts my heart to look around in my community and in the grocery store and to see regular families and know what I'm seeing in these data sets. It's going on in these families and these children. They're just aware. And I know at one, I can't see them all. And two, we don't have enough clinicians trained in this type of understanding yet to see them all. And how can we help them understand it? And that's part of the point of the podcast is to raise that awareness and teach you. But the idea would be you know, if you know, people spend thousands of dollars on the data and time with me and things of that sort. And I know that that's not what the average person can do. But if we can tell you, hey, this is what we're likely to see in your body if we did these tests. This is probably the issues you're dealing with. And this is exactly how I address it in my clinic. This is what I would do if you're in front of me. Sure, it's not quite as personalized. Maybe we're missing a few percent of things that would have been specific to you. But the body will fix itself once you take care of the 90 percent. Right? And so, you know, we want you to have be empowered with the why, the understanding, the importance of it. Um, and we want you sharing that with your neighbors. It doesn't matter whether it's this podcast or our supplement stacks, whatever. It doesn't matter. We want this truth to go. It's so critical to the future of, of us, of homo sapiens, of our children and their children. And I know that's what God wants us for us to be healthy and to live these healthy lives that can be more meaningful because our good health does to some extent inform 
what we can do, what we can accomplish, and how we can shine his light into this world. So we're really on this mission of authentic health to share the truth, help you understand it. And then for people who can't access the care model, to say, hey, here's how it, to make it easy just to go ahead and integrate this into your life and to make it as affordable as we can make it. Because typically what I'm able to do is through my relationships with producers of these formulations, and eventually we'll have our own, is to bring that price way down for you. So it's much better than what you'll get. So that's that's our goal and it's our mission and it's critical. And, you know, when we're able to do it, we'll, we'll appreciate your support and sharing the message with as many people as possible. And I want to tell you one of the benefits to why, you know, what we're talking about today, which is recovery. So a buddy of mine who's actually going to be on the podcast, he's been on here before, Brian Thompson, former uh, football player, A&M uh, linebacker, just a monster, and now runs the Christus Human Performance Center here in Tyler. He and uh, a couple of guys on his staff sat down with me for an episode. And, and Brian uh, had a, a leg injury. I can't remember if he tore his ACL. I can't remember what he did. Uh, but he told me, he said, he said, Jason, I will be recovered within five weeks. I'll be off these crutches and back walking. And, you know, he he works hard. He pushes it hard, but he's also very strict about getting proper recovery. And we talked about it when, when, in this conversation that I'll be airing in the next week or so. I said, you know, and I've, I've mentioned this to you, and I think I've said it to you, audience, on an Authentic Health Friday. So much of the reason why I train the way I do right now is for recovery is so that I can, so I have to max, I have to put in there normal recovery so that in the instance I'm forced to recovery, recover due to injury, car wreck, slip, a fall or whatever, it happens more efficiently. It happens more effectively. And I'm watching right now, it's kind of like, and you tell me if I'm, if I'm just, it just sounds good, Gus, but I might just, it might not make any sense scientifically, but if my body is, is, conditioned to efficiently recover or can i can i train my body to efficiently recover like i can uh, train my body to you know take on more resistance to take on more stress it's like anything else does the recovery is that something that i can train for so that in the instance that i'm in a forced recovery mode i have to you know i have a surge or something like that then my body is more effective as opposed to what, does that limit inflammation or does it have a positive impact of any kind? Because my body's like, man, you're, we know how to recover. You, you've taken care of it. So you're going to get out of this, out of the woods quicker. Am I, am I thinking about that the right way? No, yeah, you're hundred percent right. And that gets back into the whole epigenetic expression, right? The more that we've been re regularly expressing these genes, making these proteins and enzymes, uh, you know, making sure that these processes are catalyzed and online in the human system, the more efficiently they're going to work, the less time it takes to get everything up and running, and the more entrained they are. They know how to do their job. And, you know, and that's and so it's critical that we're entraining this as just a lifestyle. Because, yeah, th those of us who do this and also know about the next level tools that we can use, and we're going to briefly run through those, we can, we can get these remarkable recoveries that are not predictable, like that will blow your orthopedic doctor away. It'd be like, well, this is going to be 12 weeks out of action and it's going to take this long. You have this much scar tissue and these limitations. And in six weeks, they're going, I've never seen anything like this. And I do get those calls from uh, doctors who are treating people for injury and telling me, asking me, what did you put them on? And at first, uh, the first half, few times that happened, I was nervous. I was like, uh -oh, what went wrong? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. 
And I was like, I thought I'm about to get scolded. I interfered with their process. And no, it was like, no, I, I've, I've not seen healing at this rate. I've not seen healing that appears as natural as this does, the way things are going back into proper alignment. I want to know about this. And unfortunately, those that I've shared it with, they're awesome. They're awesome. They're reaching out. They're curious. But I'm like, well, when are you going to then just make this part of what you do every time you do surgery? Yep. <laughs> like, you know, and they're too busy to think about that. It like should be part of it. I mean, that was part of this talk this weekend when we discussed stem cells and what the difference we can make if we activate that system, how quickly we can recover and repair. It's just remarkable. So yeah, you want to do this all the time. And then your micro recoveries, when you're not recovering from something terrible, they're also better. And so you just feel better, more energy, less soreness, more capability, you know, less limitations. So, all right. So first one, sleep, top of the ladder on recovery, nothing compares. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. some nutrient repair, eat good foods, supplement mm -hmm. where you need to, 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 uh, help enhance recovery. Where do we go next? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we're going to stay in the vein of what can you do that you don't have to like go out and necessarily spend a lot of money. Like what's in uh, your locus of control completely. And th that next one is just the active recovery practices that are quite popular, including breath work, as we've already discussed, integrating breath work to calm the nervous system, relax the body can accelerate recovery. And in fact, using uh, the Wim Hof style of breathing can raise adrenaline and cortisol and perhaps be part of that too, if you're not already stressed. So attending to proper breathing and paying attention to how you're breathing and using purposeful breath work is a great way to accelerate recovery. In fact, you can start it right after your workout uh, by you know breathing in a specific way, which we'll talk about in the breath work portion itself. And then there you get into forms of exercise that can be intense if you make them intense, but if you're doing it from recovery, you do the gentle forms, yoga, stretching routines, foam rolling, Pilates. These are all ways of stretching muscles and fascia, improving blood flow to those tissues, improving range of motion and health of connective tissue, and will accelerate healing. Now, again, if you're trying to recover from a brutal workout, you don't go do high intensity power yoga. You do the more gentle sequences where you're not short of breath, and you're not stressed and hanging on for dear life where you're working through postures and poses that may feel a little stressful, they're ultimately helping your body recover. So this active recovery process of paying attention to your breath, mobilizing your body, stretching, foam rolling, or possibly going to professionals who could help you, good quality kinesiologists, chiropractors who might do full, you know, full spectrum body work and massage therapists can all really make a huge difference in how your body repairs itself, especially after intensive exercise. That's a long list of those, but those are just the basics. And you don't have to go like do 15 different versions. By doing a 15 or 20 minute full body stretching from whether you borrow it from yoga or Pilates or what have you, possibly doing some tissue release with a self-massager or a foam roller, and then working on your breath, will make a huge difference in your recovery. All right, so I want to ask you about active recovery because it's one of the hardest things for me to do is to just do nothing. Uh, I, 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 mm -hmm. I can't stand it. I've gotten better on Sundays letting like a four or five mile walk be my active recovery, but I still want to do something. I want to do a zone two ride or something like that. How important is it and how often does someone, I mean, you kind of know how I train, is do you do you recommend active recovery meaning take it if you're going to take a day off don't just sit and just chill or is that okay if you've done six days of pretty intense training or do you suggest on that sixth day fifth day how whatever works for the the, the individual 
of at least going for a walk, maybe doing a little bit of some, some, like you say, some yoga, or is it okay to just kind of just let the whole system just kind of shut down for a, for a day? Or is there, what do you recommend on that for? It's a great question. There are going to be times and you're going to know it where, and, and, and in a reference to ancestral man, the only thing you would have done was just sit on a rock and gaze at the sky, right? Like that was all you're going to do. And then we have those days and our body tells us, oh, if we have work we have to do, we have work we have to do. But if it's a, a day where you're off, that's the day to just say, I don't want to, I think you should just sit on a couch all day because that could actually tighten up muscles and things of that sort. So you'd move around some. I think it's perfectly fine to have a day where you just did nothing. You maybe you take you laid in your bed, you went and sat in a comfortable chair or a hammock or what have you, or a rocking chair, and you just gave yourself permission to expend almost no energy. I think personally, at least doing that once a month is really, really okay. good for you and having it be a real deep type of rest. Now, with the active recovery that you, you know, gauge your body, but I think generally speaking, zone two workouts are okay. fine. I, I, they're not going to overstress your body. They're good for your body. I think taking walks in the woods, even if it's a long walk, as long as you feel good, I think that that's fine. And then generally speaking, people aren't going to do hours of yoga. So your, you know, your one session might be 20, 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And I do think that even on your complete rest day, just 20 minutes of full body, just gentle stretching, is just going to improve blood flow and really help you feel better. So I think those are all ways to do it. And some of the devices like self-massagers and tools that you can put your feet on and vibrate your feet and things like that are also great ways to just kind of enhance uh, compression. I think compression is awesome. I'll uh, at some point introduce this full body compression suit to my clinic for patients, which is amazing for mobilizing fluid and lymphatics and recovery and restoration. But even like the compression boots, now this would be something you'd have to buy that a lot of runners use that you put your feet in and put your legs up and let it just massage the calves and mobilize circulation and lymphatics. Those are other great tools that you could use on those days. Now, we're kind of getting into the tech, which I was going to get into a little bit later. But, you know, these are just ways to modify your active recovery and get an even greater benefit. So I, I want to, and we can wait till you want to get into the tech, but I want to ask you specifically about something that I've started, I guess, about a, uh, probably this year, I've been pretty consistent with every morning. The first thing I do is go get on my vibration plate and, and to mm -hmm. start my, I guess, for my lymphatic system. So the reason why I'm doing it. And, but also I heard uh, that that's a good thing to do after a workout as, as kind of a, as a, I guess, part of the starting and recovery process. First of all, talk to the folks, anything you got to say about the vibration plate. Cause the main reason I use it is because Jim Lynn got it for me. My dad had one, so she thought I needed one. And I'd heard that they, they can be good for you. And it makes sense to me, um, just cognitively. Okay. Yes. For my lymphatic system, I can see how it would be effective. Uh, is that a good idea that I do that ever? Yes. Yeah. The, the, it's not just that what you've heard, what you've heard is true. The data, the good scientific data tells us it's okay, good, good for us. Now it's just like everything else we're talking about. You can overdo it. I have a vibe platform and I do the same thing in the morning, but one, cause it just wakes <laughs> you great. up. It's awesome. But yeah, it's like that, that vibrate, vibratory status is just like, whoa, you know, and if you do a little bit of like a vagal, uh, you know, kind of not a uh -huh. chant, but exactly. as you do it, it's really funny I do the, sounding. I do, right? the, I do the kind of some of the, uh, uh, the Tibetan right moves that, uh, in Greenfield, just mm -hmm. I do the, uh, the Tarzan and kind of yeah. do all the tap, my cheeks oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. It's, it's all good. 
you, then again, I would sometimes do workouts on that vibe where I was doing kettlebell squats and kettlebell swings and different types of lifts and do pushups with my yeah. hands on it. That's not the, what right. we're talking about, right? That's a, that's just trying to get a different stimulus into your workout and work stabilizing muscles and core muscles and really primarily work your central nervous system. But yeah, Vibe platforms are incredible, awesome for bone density Make stimulus, it. training stabilizer mosis, proprioception, circulation, microcirculation, lymphatics, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, that it's a very good stimulus. You don't have to do a ton of it. Five, 10 minutes in the morning or 15 is yeah. great. And it is, it's a nice pick me up as well. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the Vibe platforms. Um, they're not like the first tool I'd buy for recovery if I was just, you know, gonna try to limit my budget. But if I had the bandwidth for it, yeah, I'd include Vibe. Uh, All right, now here's part. what I wanna add to it and tell me if you think this is a good little tandem. So I wanna get a full body juve light to put in front of the Vibe plate. And that way every morning I'm getting 10 minutes of infrared, while I'm on the plate, what do you think? about? So I'm not going to endorse that because then you'll catch up to me and I have to stay ahead of you in all the different forms of biohacking. <laughs> yes, my my long juve is plugged in adjacent okay. to the vibe so that I can do my And what I'll often do, sometimes do also is I'll sit down cross-legged on the vibe while it's still vibing with that biomodulation yep. in front of me and then just do some active breath work. So I'm getting breath, vibration, and photobiomodulation, which we yeah. talk about and we'll keep talking about stacking these things exactly. together. So you're not trying, it, it all of a sudden becomes very easy in 15 minutes. You've checked breath work, photobiomodulation, vibration, right? Done. And it was all fun. You get off the vibe, you turn off your light and you're like, no, yeah. I yeah. feel good. Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not fatiguing. I think that's going to be my Yeah. And so that was, and I did have later on our list photobiomodulation yeah. because I think it's a great recovery tool. But before we get there, so we went through sleep, nutrients, active recovery. I'm going to do a special topic, which we'll get back into at another time again, because there's we could do 45 minutes on just this one topic. But if I'm going to buy one device, okay, and we're going to get into also before we're done, some peptides, adaptogens, and other like really cool things you can use. But before that, we'll stay in the tech space right now. If I'm only going to buy one device, for many health purposes that falls into what we think of as biohacking. It is a sauna, yeah. right? Sauna is an amazing recovery tool and it's a hormetic stressor. You're actually getting the best of both worlds. Getting this heat and tall, like you're having to work through the exposure to the heat and the sweating and the discomfort. So you're getting this hormetic stressor that the after effect is incredible recovery, right? So you're detoxing when you're in a sauna, which is why you always rinse off after. You don't just, it's pretty gross to do. <laughs> But you don't do that, right? You I don't do think Jill would let me always, do that. Yeah, always rinse after your sauna. You detox. There's the aspect of heat shock proteins. There's some controversy about how meaningful that is, but it is that potential role by being able to activate those. And then you have an enhancement of growth hormone production and growth hormone receptor sensitivity. You, I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on of all the cited clear benefits of sauna and that heating up of the muscles and fascia will now you got to hydrate and you got to get your minerals but it's going to accelerate recovery from intensive musculoskeletal work so sauna is like the high one of the highest things up on my list once you move past what you can just do for yourself and you move into the realm of the devices and technology you'll buy like the first thing i would say for if you can if you're going to go ahead and say i'm going to do a bigger ticket item 
would always be Asana. We have so much accumulated data around lifespan, health span, and specific health issues that you can address. Uh, you can do infrared or dry. Most of the data has been accumulated with dry saunas, but the presumption is that infrared is likely going to give you the same benefits. Some argue more because of the near-infrared energy, uh, which is often on like photobiomodulation devices, potentially uh, improving the health of the skin and mitochondrial function. And you know, in the, the far infrared can work into fascia and muscles and accelerate recovery there. Of course, newer saunas, probably dry or infrared. You can also go ahead and get built-in photobiomodulation and sound therapy systems. So you can get a lot done in a sauna uh, all together. So that's my first and like go-to right there would be sauna. Minimal effective dose if you're in a dry sauna, typically temperatures are 180. If you're infrared, minimum of around 140 for at least 20 minutes, four times a week if you can. Right? That's minimal effective dose. You can get perhaps more benefit from going a little deeper, a little longer, but there's not a lot of extra benefit there. And then you can get to a point where you're overstressing your body as well. Can I tell you, I don't remember if you and I talked about it or not, but I don't know what I was doing. I think I just happened to do something lower. I was doing us, I don't know, um, scapular pull-ups or something like that. And I mean, one of my rotator cuffs hurt like it had never hurt before. I mean, I couldn't lift it and I, I didn't know what had happened. It was the first time I'd really felt pain like that in years and went over to Josh Tomlins and he has a couple of juve lights, borrowed one of them. And I kept that thing on for like 20 minutes a day for three or four days. And I had the, the pain had been there for, for a while. When I put that light, that heat on it for consistently, Gus, it was dramatic how much quicker I healed. Now it could have been placebo. I don't know, but it sure seemed to speed up the process for that, for that healing. I mean, and it was, it was bad, dude. I mean, I literally, it was hurting me so bad. It was waking me up at night. I couldn't lift my, my arm up over my head. I went and got that light from, uh, from Josh and it made all the difference in the world. And then, oh, and then on the sauna, I was, I, I, I've never asked you that, that I didn't know you felt that strongly about sauna. So I've learned something today along with our audience. That's good. That's good. Did you, do you have one in particular that you recommend or do we have one on the authentic health side? I mean, there's, there's so many good brands and I haven't been able to keep up. Yeah. I used to just primarily go, go with Clearlight yeah. because it was like a known, you know, but I would encourage the listener to online and there are whole articles now written by biohack well by people in the space that are experts in sauna listing the different companies and how much emf they produce and all this other kind of stuff and so uh i i, I don't really i mean clear light i trust and always will trust but sunlight and sauna is another good brand i mean there's a lot of good i've got a uh, i don't have a sauna yet jill and i've talked about that that might be something we want to add this christmas um but i do have an infrared blanket that I got from higher dose, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. It's like a little sleeping bag, but I tell you what, that thing does get hot and it'll burn your butt. I mean, it, it has left marks on my butt before. And, and you, you have to, to really be effective with it. Like I get in with socks on full PJs and like a hoodie pulled over my head to, and, but after about 20 minutes, it's, it's pretty hot. But if you're, if you're like me and you really want to stay on a budget and you just want to get kind of something that is not quite as intense as getting a full sauna i've the higher dose um and it's literally like a sleeping bag with infrared in it and it's mm -hmm. it, yeah no the the sauna mm -hmm. blankets the, they have all kinds of sauna contraptions now and all of the sauna 
the the best sauna is the one that you exactly. could afford and yeah. use. Right. Yeah. Period. Right. Like it, because the heat therapy is phenomenal for you. And it really it makes a huge difference in detox, especially. So I'm, you know, if you can't like essentially I had a friend, he wanted one. They were in a tight budget place. He went on Facebook Marketplace. He found a five year old clear light phone booth style one and paid like 500 bucks wow. for it. You know, was it perfect at all the seams like this? No, couldn't get quite to you know, the higher heats, but it got hot enough. I'm like, and he put it together and he had a sauna and he could use it and he could get that sweat. So there are a lot of ways to get into this without having to buy the seven or $8,000 really cool unit. You know? And so I just, I, and if it's a sauna blanket, go get the sauna blanket. Those are very okay. affordable. All right. Yeah. So that's, you know, like my first go-to when it comes to the tech. Now, my second go-to with the tech is the uh, photobiomodulation because of the many different benefits. And so, yes, it's good for musculoskeletal recovery. Many professional sports teams have full body surround units that their athletes get into for 20 or 30 minutes after a game. And, you know, there's a lot of potential benefits. I like the ones that mix both the narrow spectrum red light bandwidth and also have the near infrared. I think there's a benefit to both. So the near infrared lights look dark because you can't see near infrared and then you can see the red light therapy. I think it's great to shine it on your face and in your eyes for no more than 15 minutes for the activation of retinal mitochondria. Um, that's good for you. It's good for skin rejuvenation as well, but also full body is great or areas of injury, right? Or areas where you've overstressed. You know, typically you don't need more than 20 minutes. And there is some uh, data to suggest that if you go too long with it, it becomes sort of like a pro-oxidant rather than actually helping with active recovery. But I love photobiomodulation devices. I do have a, a uh, the most popular is Juve. I like Juve. Uh, they're great. Um, I there are a lot of other companies that got into the space. I do have an affiliate link if you want to use it, Jason. Disclosure, it's an affiliate link with Mito okay. Red, which for my from my perspective, just as effective, if maybe not even more. And their pricing is more favorable for people who are interested in these right. units. So, yeah, and so those are the typical ones I go to. And I love photobiomodulation. Again, 15, 20 minutes a day, if you like. Uh, you can also do 15 minutes on one part of the body, then 15 minutes on another part of the body. It's only going to work in the area that you're applying it. And the full body surrounds are very expensive. Big panels are also expensive. So many people might just get the smaller handheld, but then you can you can set it up and just, you know, put, if you got a swirl over back, it's, you know, set it in a position, sit down in front of it and let it sit there and work on it for a good 20 okay. minutes. Okay, very good. I'll check that out. And I'll try to remember to put that uh, link in the show notes in case somebody wants yeah. one. Yeah, and then the other piece of tech for body repair, which I think there's a lot of great data on, but you've really got to know what you're getting into. These things can be expensive. There's a lot of poor quality products on the marketplace, but the PEMF, pulsed electromagnetic mm -hmm. fields. And a lot of the athletes or people who are in the biohacking space who did have like serious disruptive injuries who self-repair very quickly use very powerful PEMF fields in those sites of injury. And there's a lot of potential benefits. It's getting into a much deeper level of biohacking. Many, many, even many biohackers don't understand pulsed electromagnetic fields. The good quality devices are expensive and there's a lot of finesse to learning how to apply and use it and use the frequencies. So it's beyond the scope of this episode for us to like go in. Maybe we'll do one episode on just PEMF at some point, but I'm going to push it further down because that's not where I'm going to go. Like, that's really good for an athlete to have who needs to like recover from an injury very quickly so they can get back into high performance. But the vast majority of listeners are probably not going to take the go through the time and trouble for me to become proficient with PEMF. 
or make that investment. But I do put it on the list because it's a great recovery. Is it tool. just kind of like um, hyper grounding? Is that what you're doing? I, no, going on? It's, it's very different. You're using a, a very strong electromagnetic field at a specific frequency rate that's being applied close to a, an area of tissue or injury that you're biomodulating through that electromagnetic okay. field. Okay. Okay. Huh. I've heard, yeah, I was just no, talking to somebody uh, last night about it. And to be honest with you, I've never looked into it. I've never used it just probably because I've never needed to. I need to, I need to learn mm -hmm. more about it. I have a device that I think is the, like the best for the most of like affordable mm -hmm. that is very powerful. There's a guy who creates a lot of YouTube videos and he makes these devices. They're not like as user friendly. You've got to learn how to apply them and use them. But when you watch his educational videos, it's very in-depth. Uh, he's got a physics background. But you understand what the real deal is, and you also understand why you can get ripped off really easily in the PMS okay. space. And uh, but his devices are really cool, um, and uh, they do work. I have one, and it's called Micropulse. And if my son uh, has an injury with basketball or something, I put I, I, I put that on those leads on him, and I run that at field for him. He goes up to do his homework and sits with that thing on for a okay. couple of hours. Okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah, they're very powerful. The PMF tables like pulse centers make that are $25,000, $30,000 units with these rings. Oh my gosh, what you can do to your body. They generate a field that is so powerful, depending on where you put it. You can literally feel your body being thumped like you're actually being physically wow. manipulated through it. All right. Yeah. But that, okay. So those that's kind of moving further down the list. Then what do we got? Yeah. And then the next one we'll just briefly just mention because it's like the cat's meow and it also costs a fortune. Unless you've got a place in town, you can get it. But hyperbaric yes, chambers. Yes, I want to hear all about hyperbaric chambers. People ask me about them, and I've never been in one. Uh, but yes, let's give us the scoop. Well, hyperbaric oxygen is simply a way of con hyper-concentrating oxygen and delivering it into tissues. And you can think almost that could be bad. And, and in some sense, you could overdo it because of the oxidant effect of oxygen. Oxygen is an oxidant. But... Ultimately, the data trials uh, regarding longevity, anti-aging, but especially brain injuries and brain recovery are just remarkable. And there are a lot of really good protocols that we don't have randomized control trials on this, but for accelerated tendon and ligament healing and joint healing that are really, really good. And then there's sort of a general maintenance. But when you get into a hyperbaric chamber, essentially the, 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 the most expensive hard shell chambers that you can get into that might be at a very high-end uh, physiatry office or something like that, what they do is they actually concentrate the oxygen in the pressure environment. But most of the ones that a consumer could afford or often would be in a like a strip mall hyperbaric chamber place, what they do is they 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 increase the pressure in the chamber, but you actually wear a nasal cannula and they have oxygen compressors that are delivering the oxygen. The end result of it is that you maximize, you, you overcome the body's limitation on how much oxygen it can perfuse into okay. tissue. Uh, by hyperconcentrating, and you do get this remarkable response. And people typically, one of my, uh, the guy I used to work out with all the time, and I'll return to those workouts with him at some point. And he's one of my closest friends. He has a beautiful farm out in an area called Fairview. He raises awesome, super healthy cattle, um, and he's he's a great guy, very fit. He actually has like one of the one hundred thousand dollar hard shell units, and I can get in anytime I want. It's just I have to drive over there. And I did get in it when I had the Delta variant of COVID and right after. And occasionally I, I do take advantage of the offer and get in. You clearly feel like your just energy levels, everything are just at a very different level. It's just, it's a notable improvement and you're just overall sense of well-being when you get out of those chambers. So that's one more thing I guess I need to add to the farm that, that, that 
Yes, you'll want to get the, you don't want to get, I'm not downing them. If it's all you can do, it's all you can do, just like with a sauna. But the soft shell, they can only get to, you know, 1.4 where atmosphere is a pressure. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't bother with those investments unless that's what you, you got to have one. I'd save up and get the hard shell that you can, easier to get in and out of and that you can really get to those higher uh, atmospheric pressures because that's where a lot of people- Well, let me just, I'm going to because I don't want somebody coming over to my house, making fun of my hyperbaric chamber, going, oh, oh look at yep. you. That's the best you do. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't comprehensively covered all the tech. I mean, there are like a combination. A lot of people are familiar with this thing called a Beamer right now, which is a PEMF blanket that you can lay on that has like yeah. infrared combined with PEMF. But I have to say that, you know, I don't want to, I can't speak to what I don't know. I couldn't find the specs. I'm sure they'll post them. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell if the PEMF was really powerful enough. A lot of these PEMF devices just don't create power to truly penetrate and biomodulate our human systems. And so you can kind of get ripped off there, but there are very powerful, typically, depending on the company and how much you're spending. I mean, for enough power with a PMF, whether it's in a mat or whether it's in leads that you buy, you're, you're going to be in the thousands of dollars to get an effective system. So there are a lot of other technological devices that could be used for these recovery, but these are the big hitters. Uh, I know others people are like, why didn't you talk about this or that or the other? Because we could go on forever. But I would start with, you know, after the basics, I would start with sauna and maybe some of the self-massaging and tissue release devices. I was, real quick, guys, I was going to ask you about that. So if you if you got the if you got the time and the money, what do you think about going going for a full body massage? I hate going to get massage. I can't stand them. I don't like them. But I know a lot of people do. Is it good? Should people be doing them once a month? I mean, I okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you can afford as part of your, your like recovery budget to just do what we call body work with a really massage therapist that learns your body, uh, who can, some of them are even cross-trained in chiropractic so they can do subtle like alignment manipulations. That'd be the best thing for you, especially the hard charging athlete once a week, full body work sessions yeah. for the recreational athlete, maybe twice a month or once a month, body work sessions. It's amazing what will happen. All right. So I guess I should be doing it, but I just, I don't like it. it you know, when they put my head yeah. in that hole and all this snot just yeah. comes running down. I mean, it's just like I'm drowning. It's like I'm being. Well, we got to figure out your nasal running yeah, thing dude. and make sure that that gets resolved. I I yeah. So I am going to talk about one more piece of tech, but it's really more about nervous system recovery. And I love it. And it is one of my favorite pieces of tech, and it's got the data to back it up. Now, there are a lot of other pieces of tech in this space, and many of them are probably going to be really good. And so I'm not saying that this is the only one, but this is my go-to. This is the one that I know has the data and that it works. And it's a nervous system recovery system called NUCALM, N-U-C-A-L-M, www.newcalm.com. And I have a good relationship with the company. I know the chief science officer. He and I periodically have phone conversations. But I don't have affiliate links. I don't make any money if you use their devices. But I do like to promote it because they have really uh, just gone out and, and done the hard work of establishing it and getting the science and improving the devices and really creating something meaningful for consumers. For those people whose nervous system is overstressed, they're having sleep difficulty, they can't seem to calm down their mind, they can't, you know, they have the kind of data to know they're sympathetic nervous system dominant, like we discussed before. Uh, this new calm device, when used consistently in the recovery modes, can help you rebalance your nervous system at three or four times the rate of just trying to do it yourself through the usual practices. 
It can deepen deep sleep. It can help mimic deep sleep during short power nap sessions. I love it. I do have it. I use it, especially during times of travel or periods where I just didn't get the sleep I wanted. I do the 20-minute power nap. It's an awesome refresher. I am a big fan of Nucom, and the data is there, and it can make a huge difference in rebalancing that nervous system and getting back into a healthy Interesting. state. I'm going to have to check that out. I didn't know about it. Yeah. Oh, and you also love their performance mode. So they've done all kinds of, you know, work with their various tracks that they use in combination with their, uh, the disc that you put on that activate the nervous system in various ways. Um, but they, they have their focus tracks now. They have their Ignite, which just pushes dopamine up and really gets you in go zone. So you can use it in a lot of ways. But I, my primary focus for people to think about it is the active, is the recovery and the improvement in the balance of the nervous system and the helping of the stress access to get back into a healthy place. Very cool. So it's like just a, a special mask with an app, headphones. Uh, I'm looking at the kind of the delivery. Yeah. And the mask is just to mute out sensory stimulus. Same thing with the headphones, what you're listening to their tracks. I think it would take too long for me to explain the yeah. tech and how yeah. it works right now, Jason, because then we couldn't get into the things that most of your listeners could actually do yep. today. Uh, whereas most of them probably aren't going to go buy Newcom, but most of them, if they had the money to do it, should buy Newcom. Okay, very good. Well, maybe you'll hook me up with some of the leadership there, and we'll get them on to talk about it, and I, they can get... Oh, they do, they'd do it oh, all day long. All right, they'd be happy to. Yeah, they're very accessible. All right, very yeah. cool. It's a cool... Yeah. Yeah. So now let's move into uh, a discussion around some of the additional tools you can use that fall into the therapeutic category. They can really accelerate recovery and make a big difference. And these, to some extent, would be accessible for anybody and depending on how they want to use them. And I'm going to start with like the real simple basics. We're not going to go deep because we've already covered them. You know, glutathione and nitric oxide support. Critical. We have an entire episode on it. So go back and listen to that. But if you are compromised with glutathione and nitric oxide, you're not going to recover the way you should. So make sure you go listen to that episode. And if you think you need that support based on age and health, use the nitric oxide support, the nitrate capsules, use the glutaryl spray and give yourself the benefit of that. I want to say real quick as a plug for glutaryl that I was out for a little while, ordered some more from you, been taking it consistently, and my skin is looking so much better than what it was whenever I was out of it. It really, yeah. it's, it's kind of a a miracle sup for me. I just, uh, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Yeah. I actually did a, uh, A4M webinar, a learning webinar for their physicians. A4M is like the biggest sort of longevity health optimization physician certification group in the country. They have these massive, uh, you know, massive, but incredible like meetings where all these fun things I'm talking about are all there. Um, and, uh, I'll be doing a talk for some of their, I guess what you'd call their interns in December at the Las Vegas conference on nitric oxide. But uh, uh, Nyan had us do a one hour learning webinar around glutathione. And I presented case studies before and after case studies showing oxidative stress markers and inflammatory markers and glutathione levels. So that was I cool. got that emailed to me. Was it from, from your clinic? You probably got it from Nyan, but we'll send it. We'll, I, I forgot. I forgot we did it. So I'm going to send it out to our email list as they, well. They, but we do We do it. We do a nice dive into Why it. don't I, I, you know, um, either you or I, let's get in touch with night. How long is it? Probably about uh, 45 oh, minutes. Oh, God, we should release that as an episode. That's like, 
we can definitely do that. He would love, he would love, love, love for you. Okay. To uh, okay. Rem episode. Don't let me forget. Let me, let's get. I won't let you be, forget. Let's see if I can that would be awesome because uh, I'm telling you, that's glutathione is one of those things that of all the things I've added to my, my supplementation over the last year or so, I think that's probably been the one that I just now, I see now why whenever I talked to Naya for the first time, he said Tony Robbins will not travel without his glutathione. Yes. He won't. With his guess what? Guess what? I carried to Fort Worth in my world. I guarantee bag. you had some glutarol in there, baby. I yep. had glutarol and I used it each day. Okay. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So obviously nitric oxide, glutathione, amino acids, essential fatty acids, all the B vitamins, all these things we've already talked about. Now, a couple of extra of those that you could throw in um, are that are really great for gut and for recovery and for the immune system include colostrum. Colostrum is quite popular. There's a company right now that's just blanketing the internet, but they have a good product. And colostrum sounds weird, but, you know, good bovine or goat colostrum uh, taken uh, over time can help heal the gut, improve immune system function, and improve the recovery of the body because of the various peptides and growth factors and uh, immunoglobulins that are contained in colostrum. There are a lot of good brands you can find on Amazon. They are, Ancestral Supplements makes a good capsule brand that we keep here at the office. But uh, throwing a little bit of colostrum into your morning smoothie is a great recovery tool. Okay. All right. I always, and I guess would, um, so I need that in addition to my collagen though, right? Yeah. I, I like the blend yeah. of essential aminos, okay. or if you're doing like a whey protein for complete protein, okay. collagen and colostrum. I think, I think that is a super fly daily support my body regimen. Okay. You know, whether it's again, you could do whey if you're just trying to do more complete yeah. protein and then do aminos at another time, but colostrum, collagen, and essential aminos just beautiful, beautiful. Okay, beautiful. very good, very good. All right, then we, I'm going to bring up magnesium. A lot of people who are sweating a lot, sauna, getting into the sauna, or they're putting their nervous system through a lot of stress, or they're putting their body through a lot of stress with their physical regimens, would benefit from additional magnesium. And you can get that in the form of many forms, magnesium malate, magnesium tarate, magnesium succinate, magnesium threonate, magnesium glycinate. Generally, when we're using it for nervous system stress, we choose the glycinate or the threonate forms. I like the thorn powder, magnesium bisglycinate, and you can mix that in with some water. You could do it morning and evening. I know, Jason, you do this, but you could also just do it in the evening to accelerate recovery. I am a big fan of if you're pushing yourself hard, add some extra magnesium. Okay. All right. Yep. I'm dialed in on that one for sure. All right. All right. And then we're going to go, uh, we're going to go through three special heavy hitters that I love and personally use and think make a huge difference, not just on recovery, but can supercharge performance and protect your brain and your heart long-term against chronic diseases. And then we'll also briefly run through some adaptogens that I think are great as well. But the three heavy hitters, the first I'll start with is ketone esters, mm. right? So I like the I like the ketonate product. I do have a relationship with them. Ketonate ketone esters are remarkable recovery tools. I know that people would think, oh, well, isn't that what you would do if you want to be on a ketogenic diet or you're trying to lose weight and all that? Well, maybe, but not really, right? If you're already on a ketogenic diet, you already have ketones, but you can augment your ketone level with these. If you're trying to lose weight, then you want to use your own body's ketones. You put these in. They may actually, they'll be used in place of your own ketones, at least for a small amount. And that's actually a source of calories in a way. 
So these are really mainly about improving performance and accelerating recovery. Ketones are a low oxidative stress fuel for the entire body, but especially the brain and heart. You can take a little shot of ketone ester. With ketonate, it's a five milliliter shot. Often taking that at bedtime. Jason, I don't know if we've tried this for you yet. Well, we? yeah, I have Frank Yosa, the founder of Ketonate, on the podcast. Not long uh, yeah. after or before yeah. the first time you know I ever talked, and uh, I need to get some more because I'm I was doing it, and yes, I love it. It was it's great for my sleep. I am, and I completely until you just mentioned yeah. it, forgot about that. You're exactly right. I need to I need to add some of that. And Frank wants to come back on the show. I need to come back on. Yeah. And also that's, that's yeah, it's quick, great. he's got a real quick. I, I want to just tell the, the listener out there who is a biohacker who has heard of ketone esters and think, oh, my God. But all I hear about, like back in the day when Tim Ferriss first started talking about him, talk, the thing he talked about was how disgusting they taste, how awful they are. They've come a long way. And Frank and his team, what they've developed at Ketone Aid, some pretty good tasting stuff. It's not something you're going to you're cru you're going to crush to quench your thirst. That's not what it's for. Um, but there, there are some that it tastes, it's great. I like it actually. Um, they've come a long way. Taste profile. I love their products. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I always travel with a bottle of this K for yep, the little plastic mm -hmm. bottle of the ketone esters. And, and, uh, and so, uh, yeah, a little shot at night. Now you do, it's a very brain act, it's brain activating at higher doses. And so individuals who love, just love it and they do too much at night will find that not that they're stressed or feel bad, but they're just like, feel like they could go do all kinds of things at night. So you don't want to, you want to be careful dosing at night, but most people, one dose at night will deepen sleep yep. and accelerate recovery. A dose after intensive workouts will accelerate recovery. I love ketone esters. Uh, all my patients who ever have any kind of brain injury, a concussion, or we have any concern regarding the development of dementia or neurodegenerative conditions, we always have them on ketone esters, typically dosing it two or three times a day consistently over time for the for the neuroprotective effects. So I'm a big fan. I think they're great. They've got the data and it makes sense why they work. I'm glad you reminded me of that. So I'm going to reach out to Frank. I'm also going to get some more K4. That's yeah. I bet Frank will hook you up at no yeah, cost. Yeah. I bet he. I bet he will, especially if you're going to have him on the podcast yep. again. And you can tell him we gave him a strong plug today. But what I would have you do is actually uh, use uh, the K4 and combine it with the next thing I'm going to talk about, which this gets out there. And when we get into fatty acids, we'll revisit. So listener, don't worry if you're like, whoa, what's he talking about? But plasmalogens. And plasmalogens are derivatives of fatty acids that play these integral roles in the health of our cell membranes. We get most of them through our mother's milk uh, through, uh, and when we're breastfed. If we weren't breastfed, we didn't get that full load of plasmalogens neuro during neurodevelopment. We do create them in our body. Out, We biosynthesize them out of omega-3 fatty acids and choline. But we get, as we age, we don't do that as efficiently. Plus, most people are deficient in choline and essential fatty acids, so they're not making enough of them. And then in high stress states, high inflammation states, high oxidative stress states, we chew them up. And depleted plasmalogens, um, there's a test that we can do. It's a specialty test where you can measure the levels. But it is always, it's virtually always a signal on blood work that will precede. I'm not saying it causes. I'm just saying will precede the human system developing cancer or immune disease or arterial disease or brain atrophy or dementia. You can maintain levels of plasmalogens in your cell membranes you will greatly reduce the risk of these diseases and their performance enhancers. 
So the one that's derived from omega-3 DHA, call, he calls it the neuro one, die and good now. There's amazing brain biochemists. You can take those in the morning and they will just turn your brain. They're very activating. Yeah, somebody who might have issues with mania or bipolar has to be careful mm-hmm. with them because it could be almost problematic. But they're awesome. The glia, which is uh, derived from an omega-9 fatty acid. Talk about healing the body, especially in uh, cardiac inflammatory conditions like myocarditis or pericarditis. Oh my gosh, it's just remarkable and also healing the brain. So glia will deepen sleep and accelerate recovery. And so I uh, have almost all of my patients, depending on where they are in life and the results of their actual test. Most people are depleted, but where they are in life, the results of the test, their genetics, their risk factors for dementia, et cetera, what conditions they've had, take some dose of these plasmalogen precursors that catalyze the formation of these plasmalogens in your body. It might just be a maintenance dose if they're younger and healthier, two of each one a day. For people who are coming in with real brain problems, they already have brain atrophy, we put them on this high dose protocol to try and restore normal brain anatomy and function. So it's truly remarkable for you, Jason. What I propose right now is a five milliliter shot of KE4 and you take a healthy dose of prodrome glia, the the omega-9 plasmalogen at night and see what that does for your deep sleep and your recovery. Yeah, okay. uh, You'll have to get the plasmalogen through me, but I bet you can get Frank to hook you up on the K84. Yeah. I can send it to you too, but I have to yeah. pay for yeah. it. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'll make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, it's not plasmalogens, I want to be clear. The product is a plasmalogen precursor that has been proven to result in an increase in measurable plasmalogens. Okay. So there are huge recovery tools. Like, like daily staples in my regimen. I, I travel with them. I, I really don't travel with a suitcase full of supplements. Yeah. Right? So my minimalist list of what I'm going to take, even on an extended trip, uh, is a minimalist list. And it shows what I prioritize. I take the plasmalogens. On a, it's just an oral delivery? Yep, oral delivery, small oh, little okay. capsules. All right. Yeah. And then carbon-60 elixirs. So... Carbon-60 is a really interesting carbon molecule. It's very safe for human systems. It has powerful antioxidant impact. It's also a binder that can help detox. Carbon-60, when you supersaturate your mitochondrial membranes with it, greatly reduces mitochondrial exhaust, increases mitochondrial efficiency, tamps down inflammatory cytokines, really cleans up system performance. I love them both as performance enhancers as well as recovery tools. Um, I specifically like the formulations we have here at the office where they're not only combined, you not only have the carbon-60 that's super concentrated on the backbone of either olive oil or caprylic acid, but you also have coenzyme Q10, NMN, resveratrol, and proteolytic enzymes in PQQ, commonly used in nootropic formulations and biohacking formulations, mitochondrial formulations. You get all those goodies packed in with carbon-60 in a delivery system that's been proven to deliver it right into the mitochondria. So I'm a big fan of those. And Jason, what we'll need to do is quickly get you the information on the products that we use here in the clinic if people are interested. And kind of, now that is to, to I guess, to simulate some of the same effects of that. And that's why you had me start taking like really high quality olive oil, right? No, no, no. The olive oil is purely the backbone to deliver the carbon-60 and other okay. components. High quality olive oil has all kinds of other good things, but actually all those good polyphenols yeah. 
that are bound to the lipids and high quality olive oil have been knocked off in these products so that you can bind uh, all these components in a concentrated okay, okay, way. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, this is a whole different ball game. Got it. But man, when you talk about what carbon 60 can do within the mitochondrial for cleanup, and again, immediate improvements in mitochondrial efficiency, you can start generating more ATP. Your motor can do more with what it's got immediately or within a short period of time of loading this stuff into the mitochondrial membranes. It's phenomenal. Okay. okay. And by, and the older you get folks, it, the more you can do to strengthen your, the performance of your mitochondria, I'm, I'm living proof of that. You can, it just, it's a game changer once you start focusing on it to really take it. I mean, yeah. it, and that's what I learned from you is, is mitochondrial efficiency. Once I learned some, some hacks and some, some tricks to really, um, to really focus on mitochondrial health, man, I can go so much further you know, just, I can get so much more out of my workouts, just my day, just more energy, everything so much mm -hmm. more efficient. It's, it's a game changer. Oh, so. it's great. So lastly, and I know this has been long and that we've given you a lot of information, but this one, this last one though, is typically accessible to the usual consumer. They can go buy these at Whole Foods or at a local health food store or order them on Amazon, uh, but using uh, botanical adaptogens, right? So botanical adaptogens are natural compounds. They're very safe and they really help the stress response system you know essentially they work by affecting certain body tissues and organs to reduce stress and fatigue and they restore balance now in some ways they work actually as almost enhancers of stress but the end result is an enhancement in the stress response system so when used properly they're really healthy i don't think you should take them all the time many supplement companies sell formulations for stress that they tell you to take every day that have high doses of these adaptogens and i don't think that that's a great idea, but pulsing them in or using them periodically during periods of higher stress, I think is a great idea. And, you know, these have, you know, been studied and shown to potentially improve the ability for the adrenal glands to maintain normal cortisol levels, also potentially improving sleep quality, reducing inflammation and pain, improving overall energy levels, and helping to rebalance the nervous system. So there are a lot of potential reasons to add them in. Uh, regarding men who have low testosterone, who don't want to go on testosterone, the, uh, the specific, my favorite adaptogen, ashwagandha, can, has actually got some really good quality data showing improvements in baseline testosterone levels in people who use it. So it's a really like great uh, thing to add into your regimen over time. Now, there are a lot of different known adaptogens, and the list could, again, become overwhelming. And I don't like it when you buy somebody's stress manager that has just a list of a proprietary blend that doesn't tell you the sourcing and what are the doses of each thing it's putting in there. Typically, those are not great quality. I like to actually buy botanical agents. If I'm going to use them for reasons, for specific reasons for my body, I like to buy them from companies that I know, either farm them themselves or source them from organic farms, and that have botanists and scientists who actually see to the concentrations and they list those on their ingredients. One of my favorite botanical companies, and there's a lot of good ones, so I'm not, again, saying that there aren't other good ones, but one of my favorite is a local one here in Asheville called Gaia, G-A-I-A. -A. They have visited their farm, have I've gone into their scientific area where they have the botanists and herbalists working and their scientists working. They create incredibly good products. So, if you know you're trying to boost your immune system and you're going to get elderberry, Gaia elderberry is just amazing. It's really, really good stuff. Now, when it comes to 
the adaptogens. There's a big list. Um, I'll name some of those, and then I'll tell you the ones that I would specifically go to primarily uh, because you can really get lost in the number of the different ones. So I like, I love ashwagandha, okay? Ashwagandha. Gaia ashwagandha blends are awesome. And you can take those once or twice a day for a period of a couple of months, back off for a month or two, and then do it again. I mean, it's just such a great adaptogen. Um, you know, very low side effects otherwise, other than don't take it if you're pregnant. And also some people find that it could be irritating to their stomach the way many, um, you know, other, uh, any kind of like plant compound could. My, you know, kind of next go-to is rhodiola, rosea. Tons of good medical data behind it. I've had patients who've managed to come out of like moderate depression states with using rhodiola. Um, and so once again, you pulse dose it over time. There are dosing guides online on adaptogen articles where they'll describe how to take it depending on the reason that you're taking it. And then it's considered an adaptogen. It's also a botanical herb that's used for many things, gut healing, joint inflammation, uh, stress response system, and potentially brain health and depression, but turmeric, right? So turmeric is a great herb. Cook with it like the Indians do, right? You just put a ton of turmeric in your food, use a lot of the spice or get good quality turmeric supplements or get the specific curcuminoids that are derived from turmeric for the, the pronounced uh, anti-inflammatory effect. So I'm a big fan of turmeric. I also think turmeric is something that you can use basically on a near daily basis uh, if you wish to. So those are kind of like my first three always go to them. But then there are others that I might keep around. If I want an energy boost, then I'll consider a good quality ginseng, right? Uh, and so I keep a, a, a really good quality, very expensive brand of ginseng capsules. And I will Sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes on days where I just need help, I'll pop a couple of them, and that can really help provide energy. I don't recommend taking it every day. Cordyceps mushroom, mm -hmm. awesome, awesome, especially, I think, for improving exercise performance. And then um, the uh, holy basil is one of my favorites, especially for physical, mental, mental stress and possibly improving metabolic rate and metabolism and metabolic function. So I love holy basil, often called Tulsi. Now, there's a lot of others that have decent data. Uh, Shishandra berry, uh, licorice root. Uh, there's one called Eleuthero, which is in most nootropic uh, formulations, including like brain health formulations. Uh, goji berry, you know, and then astragalus. Um, and then you can get into the mushrooms that I think are great, adaptogenic mushrooms like uh, Shaga, um, the... the uh, Turkey tail, you know, reishi. Reishi is a phenomenal recovery mushroom. And you got to get the real actual you know, extracts that are actually from real, like places that really produce the good stuff, not just the powdered, just bad stuff. And so that's a big list. And I understand that. And I understand that the average listener may be like, what do I do with that? Well, if you're like, well, I could use some help from an adaptogen, start with ashwagandha. Go get some good guy ashwagandha, take a capsule in the morning, capsule in the evening, do that for six weeks. That's where I would start. If you feel like you got some belly issues and some inflammation, add some turmeric in there. Our friend James Q reps a product on Amazon that's a food-based turmeric that's awesome, amazing. And you can ask James if you can get the information yeah. on that. I love it because it's actually a 
uh, uh, produced on a farm and they really derive the turmeric and they put it in a capsule for those of us who aren't likely to cook with a bunch of turmeric and then have to clean up the kitchen after. Yeah. You know? So that, and then the last one, rhodiola. Get rhodiola. Rhodiola is great. I like the pure encapsulations rhodiola brand. You can buy it on Amazon. It's 100 milligram dose. And I recommend taking 100 milligrams one up to three times a day for a period of six or eight weeks. If you just stay on it, the effect will plane off, but it's a great, great one. So there's a lot of these, but again, to give you some specific guidance, if you think you need help in this area, my favorites, I've used it in my patients, I measure response, ashwagandha, turmeric for many reasons, and rhodiola. I started taking the rhodiola at your recommendation. I think I take it usually up once or twice a day on, you know, whenever I'm cycling it. Mm -hmm. And then I put Ceylon cinnamon and turmeric in my coffee every morning and the, don't really taste the turmeric like you would think you would. It might have a little bit of spicy mm -hmm. to it. And then um, on since I'm fasting most mornings, that's I'll put some four sigmatic, you know, um, to get the mm -hmm. mushroom, uh, the lion's mane in there. And I, that's my elixir that I'll start the day with. Now, and one of the uh, I may have told you about this. I can't remember. Um, Ticino, which is a uh, prebiotic uh tea it's a tea with prebiotic a lot of and they have a lot of uh lion's mane and uh, different mushroom blends they have a coffee alternative which is actually uh it's it's herbs and teas and it's really phenomenal it's so it doesn't taste like coffee to me and but their dark mocha flavor i'll do that with some of the turmeric and the seon cinnamon and man it's, it makes for a nice little elixir so that's kind of what i do in in um instead of having coffee in the mornings most of the time yeah and uh you know like there's so many that you could list right? there's so many different botanicals that you could play around with there's a lot of good ones i'm not i mean i i stick with the basics that we have data on that i know can work i don't think any human system ever encountered these on a regular basis prior to industrialization which is why i always recommend pulse dosing them i think you're going to get your best benefit from bringing it in for a period of time and then leaving it off for a period yeah. of time. Um, and I think that's, I think the same thing about mushrooms. I mean, mushroom blends are great. Lion's mane is awesome. It's a great nootropic, but it also does potentially increase oxidative stress in the brain. And so I'm not going to go to lion's mane every day to get my mental right. boost. Maybe some days it's ginseng, maybe, but hopefully if I'm doing what we say in this podcast, the basics, I'm not needing to go get a mental boost yep. every day. Um, so, that leads to the final little bit, and we'll wrap up. But then what's the, what? What's one of the basics I didn't mention, but I meant that is like the critical piece: stop hurting yourself, right? <laughs> like, and I'm not lecturing, I'm not pointing fingers, right. I'm not judging. There's not probably a bad habit out there that I haven't struggled with at some point in my life that I've had to unwind. So I'm very uh, actually empathetic to people who are going through those struggles. But stop overusing stimulants like caffeine. Right? Like that's just hurting your system and your recovery. Small amounts used in a targeted way, fine. But don't like, rely on caffeine to be awake and alert all day long. Stop consuming lots of alcohol or consuming it frequently. Terrible, terrible toxin for your body. Other drugs, other stimulants, other things that you're using to try and modulate your physiology to survive the day, to go to sleep, sedatives that you're taking that aren't like natural. Like stop hurting yourself, right? It's so critical. You won't need to spend so much time on recovery if you just take the things out that are directly harming your body and forcing you to have to recover from them, which the sad thing is typically the typical habit pattern. And I've been there, so I'm not judging it again. I am judging it as a bad habit pattern, but I'm not judging the individual engaged in it, is you're gonna wake up, 
with caffeine and then you're and maybe even sugar and then you're going to have sugar and caffeine again and then you're going to have some kind of energy capsule or energy beverage that probably has more caffeine plus a few other things and then your nervous system is all wound up and you're going to end up taking possibly medications to sedatives to calm your nervous system down and then using a bunch of herbal sedatives to try and calm your nervous system down and maybe a Benadryl to go to sleep at night and try to make it through the night. And then you're going to wake up and do it again or alcohol like at the end of the day. Like so many people are stuck in that habit pattern and then they're overexposed to tech. They haven't spent any time outside. Face like the messages they're reading on social media are just enraging them. It's a terrible, terrible way for a human being to exist. We weren't designed to exist that way. It's hard to unwind, but everybody who's taken that journey and I have will never put themselves back in that prison again. Never. The door doesn't even open. It doesn't open not because I'm afraid to open it because of what may happen, although I am. It doesn't open because I have no interest in opening that door ever again. No delight, no idea that it would, no nostalgia about it whatsoever, right? Like an absence of desire because of how wonderful and blessed and good I feel now. On the yeah, outside. and you know, I've, I've gone on about that. I could go on and on about the whole, uh, just cutting alcohol completely out of my diet. You're exactly right. Like I was recently, as we talked about, you know, I was recently at my nephew's wedding and I guarantee you people probably thought I was the drunkest guy there and I'd not had a drop of alcohol. One of the best things ever was whenever my sister told Jimlin, well, you're going to drive him home, right? And Jimlin's like, no, he's driving home. He hasn't had anything to drink. And, and, and there was no, even though everyone around me was drinking, um, I had no desire because I, one, I felt great, was having a blast just on natural endorphins, you know, flow and dopamine flowing through my body, but also knowing I'm not going to have a hangover. I'm not going to be tired. It just, you, if you, if you do this stuff, folks, and you start to implement it into your daily life, again, Gus and I, neither one of us are here to tell you what to do, but we're just both here to say, I mean, it's, you, it, you can still live an unbelievably healthier, happier, more joyful life without it. And you'll, you'll get, as addicted as some people are to the highs of whatever drugs and alcohol, whatever is their the choice, all the stuff we're talking about can become just as addictive. Just the feeling, the natural feeling mm -hmm. of feeling good. Um, I, I'm living proof of it, and I just don't think I'm that unique. Yeah, the uh, euphoria that we often seek through chemical modulation of our body, God created yeah. that euphoria. He put it into the human system. He made it possible for us to achieve those states. The more we try to artificially induce it using our own means, the less euphoria we actually experience, yep. right? It just, and so I've seen it over and over again. Obviously, I've treated a lot of people with challenging addictions in my clinic and helped them try to walk out of them. It's really, really hard. It's a terrible prison. I haven't yet met an addict who would, doesn't in some way, if they have a moment where they're not on drugs, say, I wish I'd never put myself in this yeah. prison. I mean, I just wish I'd never done it. And it's not... So really what we're not really probably talking to is an audience of people who have like heavy drug addictions, although some may, and if so good, please get help. Please get help. Um, we're talking about all the micro addictions, yep. right? Tech, a little alcohol, a little caffeine, a little this, a little of that, you know, and just like free your body of that stuff and find out what it's like to have natural euphoria, natural dopamine, natural motivation and drive, natural rest and calm and sleep. It never... There isn't a drug that matches it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, brother, this has been another fun one. I think that if, if people can't listen to this and, and say that they know at least a little bit of something about proper recovery, I don't know what to do, dude. I'm out. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to at least know a little bit, <laughs> right? And I know there was a lot here, but go back to the basics, right? Take an adaptogen if you need it. Like that, you just start there, right? Really yep. simple. All right, folks, Dr. Gus, another Authentic Health Friday in the can. Thank you so much, brother. Have a good weekend. Everyone, thanks for listening. And remember, we have an entire series of these, and I have been cataloging these in the Vitruvian letter. So if you have not subscribed and you want to be able to just get all of these Authentic Health Friday episodes in one place, then go out to jasonrightnow.com. Sign up for the Vitruvian letter. It's low-cal, no carbs, no alcohol. It's alcohol-free. It's politics-free. It is the most low-fat newsletter you'll ever have. It is guaranteed to not change your life, but it will give you some ideas of how you can change your life if should you decide to. I think you'll enjoy it. And so with that, we're out. Thanks so much for listening. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out.